0: Man, no, that's pretty. We could do a duet. It's a privilege for me. She's 28. He's 88. It's whether or not they want to sing with me, though. I don't know. I told you, I don't like to be anywhere but cheek to cheek when you're in the room. An amazing privilege.
1: Rod's done a duet with you.
0: Two macho guys.
1: Mixed power is physical and visual. David's a steel And big...
0: I was thrilled to work with you. Let's hope we do it again.
1: We sing all the time, duets, you know.
0: So I was thinking, this sounds kind of Italian. So I can't suck So, on our journey so far on this star trail, we've experienced the range of human experience, I, I, I feel. Um, We've had the hubris of the gab, Mm -hmm. his gift, if you will. Laurie's humour, Lou's tumour, Moore's sweaty, righteous bravado. And we now enter the pearly gates of Pathos, that brand of which is so perfectly confected by country music and Winona. Or
1: Wynona.
0: Wynona. Is it Winona
1: or Winona? In the southern states, I guess it'll be Winona. Probably, yeah. It's a place, yeah. isn't it? A um, town. Is it the same
0: wine owner as Winona Ryder?
1: Maybe she's Winona because she's... Is she from the south? Um, don't know. She doesn't seem like it. She
0: seems like a city, sort of northern lass.
1: A metropolitan, cosmopolitan. Unionist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not... Not those Dukes of Hazard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Like Waylon and Johnny.
0: mm are they, the Dukes of Hazard,
1: is that No, Wayland, Wayland sang the um, theme tune to Dukes of Hazard, um, mm. and Johnny Cash also did a song, an ode to the car.
0: Oh wow! So it's so it's an ode to that Dukes of Hazard car.
1: Yeah, he sings about the great things that the car can do and how free yeah. you are to be in the car because you can just get away from the police because they always drive just slightly too slow over the um, piers, don't they? And then they just fall into the swamps. Whereas <laughs> The Dukes of (laughs) Hazzard
0: car flies. Just a little bit too slowly and then they just go...
1: Yeah, and then the siren
0: goes... (laughs) (laughs) Just fills with water and maybe a crocodile swims by. And they just spit swamp out of their mouth and out of their hat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that also happens in Roger Moore's first outing as Bond in... Live and Let Die. Live down. and Let Die. It's got yeah. a lot
1: of, like, southern police comedy. It does. And Smokey and the Bandit.
0: Smokey and the Bandit, yeah. That kind of humour. Yeah. And I think it might be the same, like, fat... Director? Shut <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> up. <laughs> the same fat policeman who... Uh, uh, oh, spitch, Jackie like, Gleason. Swamp.
1: Is it Jackie Gleason? No, I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. like, slapper and crocodiles.
0: My God, go get you, you motherfucking...
1: Oh, he's in shit loads of stuff. Always part of an ensemble, never the Earth Star. Yeah, that's why you sort of know him well, but can't really name him. Worst f- struggling with naming anything today. Can't remember the Dukes of Hazard car. <laughs> Let's move on.
0: <laughs> Have we even named the song? No. Sam Moore, Wynona mm-hmm. Judd, I Can't Stand the Rain. Yeah. Country Star meets Soul Star, doing the blues.
1: Our next guest is a Grammy award-winning member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His new CD is entitled, Overnight Sensational. Please welcome a special guest, Winona, Sam Moore.
0: gotta say first off i kept trying to listen to it and after the first couple of bars my mind would always be somewhere like the opposite end of the universe from this song i just mm-hmm. couldn't and i've listened to it a lot i mean it's been on a lot but i can't actually listen to it you
1: can't it's concentrate so
0: i can't concentrate on it it's just so boring <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry guys uh sorry everyone uh, this version of it, anyway, it's just got that horrible shrink-wrapped kind of mottled chrome, kind of weathered modern blues feel that sort of Clapton or
1: right, right. You can't just throw that name around because <laughs> 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 nearly uh, like
0: that. He he actually played guitar on another song off this album, didn't he?
1: He sure did.
0: Get him in early.
1: This song is from a legacy artist package that was becoming really popular ray charles had had one the year before bb king did one in the 90s it's like big stars legacy artists getting people that listen to them when they were young and they they were influenced by them and they come and sing on their songs yeah it's like a crossover for different people's music tastes and go oh did you hear that song with ray charles and willie nelson and you get certain artists that are on all of these and you've already mentioned one of those eyes that he just seems to always get onto these.
0: He's always on them.
1: I suppose because he's got that recognisable style, hasn't he? Did you hear the one on the Sam Moore one? Did you hear the track that he's on?
0: I did, I did.
1: It's just like total clap.
0: There's clap. I know.
1: There's just no one else can sound like that. It's
0: really annoying because that is some sort of attribute, isn't it? You do know it's Clapton, even though he's just doing like this blues ripoff thing, but it yeah. He's got this kind of sound on
1: his tracks. It's the sound. That. I mean, he's, just, he's worked on his sound for so many years.
0: Sort of like turbo pickups or something, like turbo chrome.
1: It kind of floats little bendy notes in, and then he'll just do a little mini noodle, just very mm. tasteful and yeah. uh, kind of bland. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's this bit at the end where he just goes really high. He always likes to go like really high up the neck, just to show, yeah, show that he can do That's it. That's turbo clap. Yeah,
1: the kind of a uh, bad love. Yeah,
0: bad love, and the end of Layla, like the one I showed said. you
1: recently, the one from oh, Color of course. Money. it's It's just amazing it's just just like it's on another planet yeah ah just love that stuff but but when he's kind of when he's used love that stuff stuff. (laughs) stuff. (laughs) but when he's brought in to do this kind of work he does these kind of like very tasteful little licks but it's obviously turned up in the mix Mm. in this one it's sam moore and his good friend billy preston Mm. It's actually Billy Preston's final recording that he ever did. I mean, what a way to go out on Sam Moore's really cheesy legacy artist duet. Yeah.
0: Oh dear. Shame.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so it's him, Sam Moore, and this Italian guy. And now you know this Italian guy, Zucchero. Yeah, Zucchero. Zucchero. Yeah. He's on all of them. All of these (laughs) albums. They have to kind of appeal to the Europeans. So it's like. We'll okay. throw one of their stars that kind of get American music. So we'll put Zucchero because yeah. he was in a blues band or something.
0: And... <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, God, Paul Young and Zucchero. Yeah. Shit, couldn't you just have gone somehow to Zucchero in this one and got us to Paul Young? I tried. And you, you tried? Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I went through this whole Sam Moore album <laughs> and went down every <laughs> lead. I couldn't get back in six, obviously. And then I couldn't get no. back in eight unless I
0: went no. So it could have been Zuckro. Oh, no, be no, it couldn't
1: be Zuckro. It couldn't because I have it to couldn't. stick to the rules.
0: I know. It, I, mean, I would love we, it to be Zuccaro, but We, You went there. No one else mm. will ever go where you went. No. Like, That's quite amazing, really. You went like on a lone star trip. Just you staring into this new a new sun. You went to a planet and he had to come back.
1: I had to come back. And we haven't even said the name of this album. It's called Overnight Sensational. Yeah. What the fuck? It doesn't make any
0: sense at all.
1: You can call it Overnight Sensation, it's fine. Yeah. But he wasn't an Overnight Sensation, was he? No,
0: he, was, he wasn't. It's a 2006 album, it doesn't make any
1: sense. Why didn't he just call the album Soul Man? Or oh, the original Soul Man, or I don't know.
0: Yeah, Soul Trader.
1: More Man. <laughs> <laughs> So I was watching this interview, 2006 South by Southwest Music Conference. Yeah, and he is. I think I was there. You know, were you I was there? there?
0: Yeah, 2006 South yeah. by Southwest. I was motherfucking there
1: in the conference room with Sam Moore.
0: No, no, oh. I was at South by Southwest. I mean, I was in Texas. I was in Austin. I was with my band. I mean, come on.
1: I so you just by. you skipped on the um, the fan club kind of area. Yeah,
0: I mean, of course, I had a chat to. Sam later and stuff, you know. Backstage. What was he wearing? A pink uh, polka dot shirt with white white dots. Hell you know, <laughs> you were there. <laughs> and pinstripe trousers. Keep
1: going.
0: And he had a big Stets- Stetson hat on.
1: You idiot! No, he didn't. You weren't there. <laughs> right. So I found this clip. And the the interviewer is is prodding him and saying, "Hey, Sam. I mean, I've been waiting all my life to hear this from you. This he's talking about this overnight sensational that hasn't come out yet. But obviously, the interviewer's heard it at eleven o'clock this morning. Mm. Fresh ears. He's loving it. And um, the interview is like." So, with this song, da-da-da, who was singing on that? And Sam Moore looks at him, looks at the audience, and thinks like an old grandpa's telling a story to the kiddies or something, and goes, mm. Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of sits back in his chair laughing, rapturous applause. It's very... Um, very sort of tongue up the butt. Fawning, cooing audience. Yeah. But what I did find out from this interview was Joyce, his wife is an executive producer on this album. Mm-hmm. Joyce is a big presence in his life from when she helped him get off drugs in the early 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he cleaned up. We talked about that last episode. Yeah. And, uh, and from then on, she's like this kind of champion for Sam, his rights, his royalties. They set up artists against imposters, which is okay. a, a thing that they took all the way to Congress to kind of talk about the new Sam and Dave, because Dave got a new Sam. Yeah. And uh, was doing shows as Sam and Dave. Sam and Joyce eventually, a few years later, got him to, um, before he died, got him to change to the new Sam and Dave Review. Yeah. They're trying to get Sam more money, more dough. Yeah,
0: but they're they're trailblazers in these kind of cases then, of changing names if it's not the real band.
1: Yeah, I suppose, because I think they said you couldn't really do it about shows because they're doing it all over the country and, and they've all got their own different laws and they can't keep up with it. But yeah. actually with a record release, they were able to stop Dave in the name. mm also, they were trying to get royalties from Atlantic Records along with other artists of that time because of faulty bookkeeping, under-reported sales, diminished foreign royalty rates, deductions for packaging and advances not called for in the original contracts. Like, really dodgy stuff that, like... Yeah. Basically, Joyce is a big imposing presence and she knows her stuff. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go up against her, I suppose, in a court or something. So I guess Sam was just like browbeaten into the choices that are on this duets album because he was asked in this interview why did you do a Garth Brooks song and he's just like I don't know I don't know it's uh, it's Joyce and Randy Randy Jackson the producer and, okay. yeah. and he's like well, what did you want to do and then he just kind of reeled off some songs by one of his favorite artists from the 50s like Little Willie John or something right <laughs> he just wanted to do his like his favorite songs from when he was a kid and like
0: but yeah. Joyce
1: and Randy are like, no, Sam, you gotta do it like this. You gotta get Zucchero in. You gotta get yeah. um, Bruce Springsteen in. You gotta get Wynonna. all these. Why no, no? You gotta get the big yeah. guys in, the big guns. Eric, yeah. And they're not gonna sing Little Willie John songs. They're gonna sing songs that we choose, and they're fucking shit. All of them are so <laughs> shit. They are. Like, oh, they really are. They do a couple of good songs at the start, like the one with um, Bruce Springsteen's pretty good, and the Winona one's all right. The one we're mm. talking about now, yeah. And but the rest are just like slow soul jams that just kind of go nowhere. Yeah, like the whole thing is a coda. Like the whole song is yeah, a coda, oh. and they're four minutes and a half long,
0: it really is a turgid listen. And um, it's it's a shame, but it and it has that sort of. Yeah, like I was saying, that bluesy sort of gnarly sound, like but sort of Clapton sound, basically. But
1: also it has this kind of like mid. It's the mid 2000s So this year,
0: like I think it's a very dark time for music, if you ask me.
1: Oh, as dark as nineteen eighty six. You said that about nineteen eighty six.
0: Did I? Yeah. Did I say dark? I oh, meant well, you didn't amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <About> eighty six. <laughs> I think you said it was. Um possibly the worst year of music
0: yeah god and it was a 6 and then 2006 as well and 96 is pretty bad 666 six, six, man oh
1: 96 is terrible
0: it's when everything went wrong in the it's 90s. when everything got
1: bloated it's the bloat yeah,
0: it's the bloat year and yeah. so is 86 the bloat year and the 2000s are just bloat anyway and this is the bloat of the bloat
1: <laughs> so get off the yeah. boat it's bloat
0: get off the boat it's the bloat of the bloat and like because you've got fucking you know amy winehouse releasing out like being number one a lot in this year and mark rodson doing his retro mania they're trying to get that 60s thing in the look in the sound everything
1: well everything is looking back Because i was looking on imdb because you can see like when they make appearances on tv shows sam moore during the 90s nothing but then 2002, there's this documentary comes out called Only the Strong Survive, which is a look at all the soul stars now and how they're doing. And they're mm. doing badly. They're doing terribly. They're just like, <laughs> they're, well, they're just doing like charity yeah. gigs for operations and stuff like this. They're like having a real hard time. And they're all yeah. kind of grouping together and they're all talking about how it's hard out there after your career plateaus or, and starts to go down. So, yeah, he's starting to appear more in these nostalgia documentaries, Mm. And I think it's this resurgence of interest in stacks and older soul music, yeah.
0: Okay, of course. Of course. It so is. that's
1: probably why he got his deal eventually. Yeah. Because he and Joyce have been looking for a deal for ages and ages, ages. And also, in 2002, he finally released his solo album that he recorded in 1970 right. that never got released. Okay. And do you know why it never got released?
0: Because no one wanted to release it? No,
1: no. because his producer king curtis famous saxophonist was his producer in, in new york got killed on his doorstep there was like a, a fight between these two drug dealers in in his doorway and uh, he got shot and he died and so sam's career just that's it it's gone the whole project gets canned because there's no one to kind of finish it off yeah that was going to be his breakout solo album, Away From Sam and Dave. Yeah. Who he's probably trying to get away from because they weren't speaking at that point. Yeah. What a shit luck. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> First his bandmate shoots someone in the face and he's like, what? And then his producer gets shot on his doorstep and he's just fucked.
0: It's, it's a hard life for, for Sam Moore. Yeah. Mm. I think they should go back to it. Finish that
1: thing with Mark Ronson. I told you, it got released in 2002. Oh,
0: okay. Okay, who who did that then?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, but by that time, it was whatever they couldn't do in 1970, they could probably do in like 10 minutes in 2002. It was probably yeah. some kind of technical thing that they were like, oh man, we can't do this without King Curtis.
0: <laughs> but in 2002, they like had a sort of uh, avatar of King Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> invented. <laughs> That they could put behind the booth. Saxophone mode or producer mode?
1: <laughs> put, him into, put him into producer mode, quick!
0: Producer mode, producer mode. Yeah, what would he do with the last bit of these songs? How would he put them together? <laughs> what? Incredible. <laughs> oh, amazing. AI. He just
1: pressed Dolby NR. <laughs> Who would have thought to do that? Who would have thought? <laughs> Only Dad's pressed Dolby NR. Oh my god. He's the king.
0: He is the king. No one would put that high to mid-range frequency in there. Wow.
1: <laughs> you should listen to that album. It's really I nice. I
0: fucking want to, yeah.
1: If you listen to that and then four years later you listen to Overnight Sensational and what a car crash that is. And the, the front cover is not very good either. Mm. It's just him holding his shades like he's just put them on or just going to take them off. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it's that what he's
0: doing most of the time? When it's everything. up to you.
1: It's up to you yeah. what you choose to believe. So maybe when, yeah, so you get to the album and you look at it and you think, oh, he's just taking his sunglasses off. Let's put this on. This is very yeah. welcoming. And then when you shut it, oh, he's put his shades on. Go to sleep, Sam. <laughs> 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 night, night. Yeah.
0: After you've listened to it and gone, yeah, don't really want to. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's fucking off anyway. <laughs> he's sleeping. He's out. I've come back. Uh, okay. I just want to sort of, like, fabricate some idea of what he's been up to in, in this 20-year uh, period, old, old Sam Moore. Because obviously in 1986, he lent his uh, talent to a like racist uh, comedy vehicle. Um, <laughs> and it didn't seem to bother him too much. And then he apparently recorded with Republican Party member Lee Altwater in 1991. This was a guy who developed and pushed the Southern strategy to appeal to previously sort of Democratic voters in the South on racist terms and really pushed the Republicans to the right. And uh, Sam Moore was good buddies uh, with him. But he actually recorded this version of Soul Man for Bob Dole, the Republican, when he was running. Oh, man. So you can guess what it was called. I'm a dull man. man. Oh, shit.
1: Was that played at rallies and stuff?
0: Well, I think the publishers didn't allow it to be played anywhere. They recorded it, but he couldn't use it because the publishers, I guess, were Democrats, maybe. So they were like, no, don't like that. Apparently he sent a cease and desist letter to Obama on his campaign in 2008 to stop him from using his song. But he also appeared at Trump's inauguration ball singing America the Beautiful in 2017.
1: Yeah, but we don't talk about that. Sam's a good man. (laughs) Sam's a good man.
0: I don't know, it does go against the rebel soul. He's supposed to be a revolutionary, isn't he, really? Like, instead he's joining the establishment, or maybe not.
1: I think he's a performer and performs for money. He's a worker. I don't think he took the soul man thing as a kind of, like call to arms kind of, yeah, I, you know, I I, know what you mean. an idealistic I or political kind of... Um... He wasn't
0: like Curtis Mayfield or... No, you know, or um,
1: Marvin Gaye or, yeah. Marvin, yeah, he
0: definitely was just more into the moment and the music and the energy. He doesn't want to argue or fight, you know, he just wants to... Uh, but but he's, he's happy to uh, play at Trump's ball and he doesn't want Obama to have his song.
1: The Trump thing, I watched a little um, news segment about this. And someone else pulled out and Mm. he got offered it and he was just like, yeah, okay. You know, he does gigs. That's what he does. He gigs. Mm. (laughs) I mean, he obviously is pretty into the whole kind of patriotism thing. Like if you look at his website, his recent or his most recent release is him with a Stars and Stripes hat on. Is that the
0: 2017... American Patriot, I think, yeah. American which Patriot. is the same year as the Trumps Ball, which is where mm. he sang all those songs. Probably released the album in rapture at the fact that Trump was becoming president.
1: Everything he does, I think, is controlled by Joyce. And I don't know whether Joyce is just looking to make some money. They're not making any money from royalties. They've been fucked over for years and years and years. And they're just, like, grabbing at different opportunities, like, look for duets on YouTube. Mm. He's performed... With so many people live, he's just all over the place. He's doing the proms with Tom Jones. He's doing Motown TV, which is probably the best one, which is he's with um, Denise Williams doing um, When Something Is Wrong With My Baby, another Porter Hay song.
0: Yeah, but I still think, like, you know, in that interview, yeah, I saw that as well, that he's uh, just, oh, I just filled in, yeah. Because, of course, people don't want to say, yeah, I support Trump now, because um, he's going to get loads of shit, isn't he? There is someone else involved in this song as well. I think we could get to her. Winona, who's a country artist and a good old girl. It's funny that she's, he's, like, doing stuff with country artists now.
1: Sam had done that before. He'd done it with Conway Twitty in the 90s. So um, it wasn't a great jump, I guess, for him to to work with Winona. And, also, no. and Winona, she's like this husky, sultry kind of... Soul singer in this song? In
0: this song, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I thought was weird, because i just listened to the Judds and some Wiona, and she's not singing like that at all. She's just doing this kind of 2006 soul thing. Yeah. Like, what? How, did you see the video of them performing it on The Late Show?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's weird. It's yeah. really weird.
1: The clothes are strange, like for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got like a Pringle jumper on or something. Yeah. There, with a he jacket looks... over the top and sunglasses. Yeah. And it looks like he should be like a country club. Like you say, maybe a Republican country club. Exactly. And then what about Winona?
0: And Winona's got
1: black hat. At uh, uh, what kind of angle has she got it at?
0: What kind of angle? Down, isn't it? It's like.
1: Ridiculous, like a Boy George kind of angle. It's, it's tilted, yeah. Yeah, like, she's doing this kind of um, Elvis impression. She's like curling her lip and like she's getting really kind of like sassy. Yeah, but it's like she's doing an impression
0: of like someone else when she does it, like because she obviously can sing like that, but it's not like what I imagined her to be like at all.
1: No, but she is super sassy. If you watch yeah. her with her mum, you, did you watch any of their docu series? No. They're fucking hilarious as a couple The mother-daughter relationship It's like mm. perfect reality TV stuff She just rolls her eyes at everything her mother says And her yeah. mother is getting old and she's getting ill at this time Yeah But the, the whole show is built around uh, Winona who, Because she's her mother stopped performing back in the 90s, I think Because of her illness or something
0: Yeah, that's when Winona went solo Right, um, yeah. Early 90s, I think, or maybe late 80s.
1: I mean, they were huge, weren't they, as, as, a, as a duo? Yeah. So I don't know if Winona got any bigger as a solo artist. I think
0: she sort of carried on holding her own. Mm. People sort of still went for Winona because there was no Judds.
1: She's, <laughs> she's the only Judd available. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, the, there's obviously the sister, Ashley Judd.
0: Yeah, an actress.
1: Who was in what film? Soul Man. <laughs> <laughs> Guess. The first film we mentioned on this podcast Pacino, De Niro. Heat. Of yes, course. she's killing us. Course,
0: that's her. Yeah, killing us. Oh, one. Fuck,
1: yes. Oh.
0: Of course. Yeah. But they're very different. We're known as, like, I'm just a country girl and I do what I do. And uh, Ashley's like a political activist, sort of northern. American Metropolitan, form. cosmopolitan. Metropolitan, <laughs> cosmopolitan. We're known as up for you know status quo, keeping everything the same. And Ashley is up for change. These are two different responses to their crazy mum and whatever happened then. I listen to this podcast and there was this like American quarterback. I think it was um, Dolphins one. Can't remember his name.
1: Oh, wait a um, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know. Is it an '80s one? Dan Marino. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I know.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not him. Bre- Brett Favre, I think it is. Oh, he was the, uh, after Dan Marino, there was like some dead, dead Dolphins time. And then Miami Dolphin came back with Brett Favre. He's, oh, Brett Favre, my dad always talks about. Brett, Brett Favre's great. Oh, oh,
1: so you kind of follow yeah. it vicar- vicariously.
0: V- <laughs> <laughs> vicariously through my father.
1: Vicariously. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to say that word.
0: Brett Favre, quarterback and winona they're just talking about like when the um games I don't even know the the fucking the game. Super Bowl it was <laughs> wasn't the Super Bowl, it was like the Olympics. During the um Black Lives Matter stuff, the black athlete decided not to get up on the podium and not to sort of sing the Star Spangled Banner or whatever it is. And Brett Favre was like, I ain't got no beef for no one, but I don't like I just don't like it. I really don't like it. And I was like, well, i just let everyone do what they want to do. But yeah, I don't really like it neither.
1: So she was kind of uh, tiptoeing around it.
0: Tiptoeing around it, but but also she, she says things like, you know, I've got one on parole, one on patrol, and that's my kids. So I, I can't say nothing about anything. And I talked to my friend, the chief of the military. Friends very... In high places, why Wynonna.
1: She's a big star. Yeah. This is what Sam was aiming for.
0: Yeah, true, yeah. She's got friends in high places, but she also says, like, chips fall where they may, like, I ain't intellectual. I just keep hoeing my roll. That's what I do, I hoe my roll. I like that. Yeah, like old country, kind of. Yeah. I just do my shit. And that's like country music. That's what it's about. Shit fucking happens. Yeah, we all got fucking drunk and uh, he killed her and she slept with her and it all got fucked up. And that's just the way it is. And it's so different to Soul because it's just reactive, not sort of proactive. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, this shit
1: happens all the time. Oh, we just sing mm. about it. And like Soul's like,
0: gotta fucking make a change and this has to change and this has to be that.
1: Well, it's the, the cultural position of a, of a race. <laughs> you know, it's like. If you're white, then. Yeah,
0: let's keep it all the same. Everything's Yeah, a bit nostalgic. Up, but hey. Yeah, yeah.
1: We want, we want, hey, things can change, but they change slowly, please. I don't want to change yeah. too much. And, uh, you know, the other side is like, no, it's got to fucking change now. It's fucking horrible. It's
0: fucking shit, yeah.
1: The thing I noticed about Winona in lots of TV interviews I saw is she talks about therapy a lot. At this time in 2006, She was three years married to her longtime bodyguard, Daniel Roach. And she said, I've done a lot of couples' workshops and learning how to communicate and all this stuff. She's only been with him Mm. for three years. But from 2003, her and her mother got a joint therapist called Ted Klontz. And this guy, (laughs) Ted Ted Klontz, actually stars in the docuseries, which is made in 2011. So he's been with them from 2003 as a life coach they're kind of reliant on this guy because they've had so many problems in their family so he guides them through she's trying to put on a new show and she's getting her mother involved and all this kind of stuff and the whole show is basically just them bickering and you know it's great tv blah 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 mm. but this dr Klontz, i looked at him on his website klontzconsulting.com. and uh, he's, <laughs> he's, got, he's he's got he's got some Klontz. he's got a lot of registered techniques He's got um, exquisite listening, registered. He's got <laughs> ultimate listening, registered. He's often referred to as the people whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder who came up with that. Was it Ted Klontz?
0: Yeah, the people whisperer. But it doesn't even, like, I could see why they didn't go for the person whisperer. But I mean, yeah. but that would make more sense, like, with the horse whisperer. Otherwise, you'd call it the horse's whisperer. The dogs whisper. Like, why the people? Like, the, uh, you know, many rather than just one. Like, it's
1: weird. Oh, because he can work on so many people at the same time, you know. Oh. He has to have a big, wide net to um, catch all these lonely souls. I mean, Peter Gabriel probably talks to Ted Klontz.
0: That's what I was thinking. Gab's, Mm. you know, he's... I'm sure he's interested in this shit.
1: But after this interview with Martha Stewart, where she talks about her couples therapy with Daniel Roach, longtime bodyguard... Um, in 2007 she filed for divorce after Daniel Roach was arrested in March 2007 in Texas and charged with three counts of aggravated sexual battery on a child under the age of 13 God I mean yeah. this girl goes through a lot why not and yeah. that kind of feeds into her performances because you know she's quite emotional on stage mm-hmm. and she's relatable any problems that you've had she's probably had 10 worse problems, yeah, you know. Yeah. She sent her daughter Grace to an empowerment program. I think it was a religious program, which okay. a lot of parents do with wayward teens in the South. Okay. She went to the empowerment program and went on to be sentenced to eight years for methamphetamine manufacture. Oh.
0: What well, the, the Grace did.
1: Grace did, yeah. She, she built a meth lab, basically. And, so uh, she was empowered. You know. she's, yeah, she was an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Wynona now uh, does a lot of work with prisons, talking yeah. about you know, stuff.
0: Because that's what she said, like, one on parole, one on patrol. Exactly. So she's like, yeah, I can't say anything. I can't judge no one. I'm just going to
1: hold my role. One of her prison speeches, she does a version of Feeling Good by Nina Simone. A cappella. Mm. And it's pretty fucking
0: good. Yeah, I it's, but it's bet it is good. Yeah. Just to go back to the video of it. Did you notice the backing singer just goes fucking crazy like all the way through it? <laughs> no. Just yeah, just like starts going and like when owner's not even like near the mic, it's like sort of should be my bit. And Sam like turns around to the backing singer like smiling, but like with these kind of like evil eyes, just like what the fuck are you doing? It's really out of place, like backing BVs all the way through it. It's not just at the end of the chorus; it's just like before the chorus has come in. It's like yeah, I can't stand. <laughs> and I wondered whether it was live or like whether that was on the recording, but someone got it wrong and that was supposed to be. when uh,
1: this is the thing about this this album. It's just full of ad libs.
0: Mm, yeah, it, it seemed like an album ad lib just like plopped down onto the onto the live thing.
1: I don't know the rules of um, Late Show and whether they pre record the, those things or not. But that was it. I mean, that was it to promote that. Oh, no, there was one more promotion thing that Sam did for the album. Sam and Sting on the Charlie Rose interviews. And it just turns into this Sting love affair. Sam gets asked a few questions. But Sting just kind of takes over because he's so overpowering in his his self-confidence. You get sucked into like, oh God, yeah, he's probably right, you know. Sam was probably the same as this guy, a guru or something.
0: (laughs) He has a guru thing going on, definitely. He's got the look of the guru, which is that sort of weasel look. (laughs) (laughs) They all have it and sort of slicked back blonde hair. My guitar teacher had that look, actually, the one that... Would only let me uh, do more, not Sam Moore, <laughs> Gary Moore, the, the Moorhead. You know, I've talked about him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did I tell you about him? Like, yeah, he used to yeah. go to his, well, I don't know if I told you everything. Like, he used to go to his his flat at age like 14. Or oh, whatever. God. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. God. oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'd have to go Did into he, his room. Was, he, was it a meth lab? No, it was worse. Like, I went into his room and he had, like, a framed picture of page three girls all, like, collaged together and then framed, like, on the oh. wall. And there was this stench whenever I went in there. It was just, like, it really smells like, oh, I don't know. I couldn't quite place it at the time, although probably had started wanking. But, you know, now thinking <laughs> about it, it was, the, it was the smell of wanking. <laughs> and with, with that fucking big poster, framed poster of, like, meticulously joint collaged hits <laughs> like,
1: wow I wonder if he could just like get off on that like constantly like that was all he needed
0: probably because he'd framed it as well his favourite bits and then he could just like whack out the Gary Moore
1: Parisian walkways
0: yeah Parisian walkways and like here's another little 14 year old to I don't know wank off to
1: <laughs> oh do you, do you think that he was kind of ed, not edging I shouldn't say edging at this point <laughs> But do you think he was feeling out to see if you'd be up for a kind of joint wank? I reckon so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to
0: put it on record now. Don't name him. No, I'm not going to name him. No, no.
1: no. But you should. You should name him.
0: (laughs) But he knows who he is if he's listening. Oh, Uh, he knows. Which which he won't be.
1: No, because you can't listen when... You you could probably listen to podcasts in prison. So he's probably in prison now.
0: (laughs) He must be. I mean, he's from Hassocks.
1: And what else are you going to do when you're in prison?
0: Maybe you're not allowed. Actually, I know someone who went to prison recently but in Norway. was only allowed like 10 CDs. and oh wasn't allowed God. any internet or anything. And and then he didn't have any CDs, so it was like shit. Like he had loads of shit to organise and move shit out of his house. And he's like, ah, CDs, I'm trying to burn some CDs. And then his CD burn didn't work. He didn't end up with anything. They couldn't find CDRs anywhere.
1: Yeah, because you'd only find CDRs if you're looking like 15 years ago.
0: Exactly. But anyway, how, how do I get into yeah, gurus? They look, they look like Sting.
1: Well, Sting wears those caftanish kind of shirts. Yeah, slightly, slightly billowy linen.
0: Billowy linen. He's probably got a leather strap <laughs> on his fucking wrist. Oh, and maybe some beads. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. They're everywhere. But not in this, he hasn't, in, not in this interview. He, okay. But he, he was into the um, Elizabethan songsmith John Dowland at the time. And he okay. just released his tribute LP, all done on lute. Uh, he was singing, his friend did the lute. Oh, I remember this, yeah. It was basically a joint interview. So they were kind of releasing these things at the same time. But Sting just took up a lot of time because Charlie Rose was just like enchanted with him. Like mm. and Sam Moore was like pretty enchanted with him. Hmm. They did agree on certain things, Ding and. um, Well, they would. They they would. They're on an interview promoting products. Of course, they're going to (laughs) agree. But they agree on being given this gift from God that they are channelers of music, of the music of the spheres, I suppose. It comes through them. They are between the transmission from God and the receivers that are us. Yeah. And Sam. He almost makes it sound like he has no control. So when he's performing, is he an automaton of God's? He kind of emotes beautiful noises and singing yeah. and mm mmmhums and all this little giggles and stuff.
0: Yeah, yes, like preacher kind of. Yeah, uh, no, exactly that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that. it's going through him.
1: Yeah, but he's he's given those kind of signs, like the yeses and the little laughs. Like he's like, <laughs> it's proof that he mm. can hear God. And, that, and mm. we should trust him as a channel. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow, that's what God said. Huh, he's funny. Huh. <laughs> or it's just someone that happened to be designed with a certain set, set of vocal cords who's not particularly self-critical and just makes noises.
1: Yeah. And also, because he's, he's heard preachers do this for yeah. his whole life, his exactly. whole growing yeah. up, and, and he's just copying. Yeah.
0: So he's not super self-critical, which is the best place to be as a singer, really. Or in any in any way. In any way, yeah.
1: It's just easier to be a meat puppet.
0: A meat puppet?
1: Yeah, a meat puppet, as in you're being controlled, but you're not really aware of it because you're you're dead. Yeah. You know, a puppet doesn't know it's being controlled. It's just a vehicle for a story to be told through. Yeah. And we're yeah. just conduits for his we, bullshit.
0: We're just Meat puppets, yeah.
1: <laughs> also, I did want to say, our duet version of I Can't Stand the Rain is the only duet version I can find of this song. But there has been so many covers of this song. Yeah. Oh, I've listened to a few as well. Did you? Yeah. Go on. Which ones did you pick out?
0: Two that pop out, Tina Turner. That's a good one. It's oh it's spiky, it's trebly, it's eighties, yeah, it's it's good.
1: The other one that really piqued my interest, mm. Humble Pie were the first ones to cover it. Mm. The second person to cover it, and he covered it in a pretty cool way, is Jonathan King. <laughs> He went for a kind of West Coast birds doing Dylan kind of version of this. Really? Yeah. Wow,
0: did not hear that. Check
1: it out. It's pretty good, but it's it's... not really West Coast. It's more West Sussex. It's like, it's... it's...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not that, you know, not that far away musically. A lot of people in West Sussex like the music of the West Coast the boomers mm. are all cruising in their. Mm. not They're not Range Rovers anymore. They're like SUVs or whatever.
1: Big electric car. Big, big electric car. Big electric
0: car with big bass sound system. So you can listen to Crosby, Stills, Nash live <laughs> with big bass because that's what you want. Oh, Crosby, yeah. Stills and you, Nash. you want that kind of reggae
1: bass to uh, really you g- want get the reggae through. Reggae sort of <laughs> bass is
0: going to smash you in the chest whilst you're listening to those crystal. Harmonies about whales and shit. Big, Big electric car. car. Big, Big electric, electric car. car. Just love that stuff.